0: Hi there, welcome to the Lighthouse Church sermon broadcast. We recently asked the question, what really matters? And we identified three things that are absolutely central, our faith, our message and our mission. Today we'll be considering the matter of our message Over the past months, I've been amazed at how much fake news has been shared on social media. So-called news and critical information that's either completely untrue or only partly true. I've come to trust some sources and to not trust some others. I've had to ask people, please check it before you share it. Now, the same thing happens when people speak about Jesus. People say all kinds of things about him, and not everything that we hear is true. So we need to fact check these messages too. This isn't a new problem. Immediately after the resurrection of Jesus, while the disciples were excitedly spreading the news that Jesus had risen and appeared to them, other people began to spread fake news, claiming that some disciples had somehow managed to steal the body from the Romans. How did the people of the day know who to believe? Fortunately, the news of the resurrection was being spread immediately after the event, so it was easy to check the different stories out. There were plenty of eyewitnesses. The New Testament books, known today as Luke and Acts, were written by a physician by the name of Luke. And he did an investigation. Listen to how he introduces his writing. This is Luke chapter 1 and the first four verses. I'm going to be reading from the New International Version in all the texts. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind... Since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. In our day, we would say that Dr. Luke was a fact-checker or an investigative journalist. He thoroughly investigated the life and times of Jesus and the testimonies of his disciples. His investigations left them so thoroughly convinced that he used the word certainty to describe his account of Jesus. He was also so thoroughly convinced about Jesus that he went on to travel with the Apostle Paul on some of his missionary journeys, carefully documenting the growth of the church in his book that we now call Acts. More recently, modern academics have examined the integrity of the New Testament as a whole. There are over 24,000 ancient copies of New Testament writings available. This is far more than for any other ancient document. And these handwritten copies are highly consistent, indicating accurate transcription. Many of these copies can also be dated to having having been written soon enough after the actual event to be easily verifiable. So we know that we have verifiable, accurately transcribed documents. If we want to know the message about Jesus, the New Testament is definitely the best place to look. So let's take a look. If we want to know what the message about Jesus is, we should surely start with what Jesus said. Now, Jesus said many things, but here is how he started his preaching. Uh, Being a little bit of a fact checker here, I'm going to read from multiple texts. Matthew 4, verse 17. From that time on, Jesus began to preach. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Mark, verse one, chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. And Luke chapter 4, verse 43. I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns also, because this is why I was sent. And As Jesus sent his disciples out to preach, he sent them out with the same message. Listen to Matthew chapter 10, verse 7. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Luke chapter 9, verse 2. He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God. Jesus' message was twofold. Firstly, that the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, was near. Secondly, that a response is required of us, a response of repentance and faith. Jesus announced the arrival of the kingdom of God. Now, a kingdom is where a king rules. So he was announcing the arrival of the rule of God. Now, when a new king steps up to rule, the people have a new ruler. They have to change their allegiance. They no longer follow their old king. They follow their new king. They have to change their mind about who is in charge. This is the meaning of the word repent. Repent. We change our thinking. We adopt a new mindset. And that new mindset is that we now have a new king ruling over us. God is now ruling over us. But many of Jesus' listeners misunderstood his message. They understood it in political terms. They expected Jesus to take over the rule of Israel by overthrowing the rule of Rome. So at the peak of his ministry, when he entered the capital city of Jerusalem, they hailed Jesus as their new king. Mark chapter 11, verse 10. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Luke chapter 19, verse 38. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. But Jesus made it clear that this was not a new political kingdom. He had not come to lead a political uprising. And he made this clear to his Roman interrogator. That's recorded in John chapter 18, verse 36. My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. And having risen from the dead, Jesus made this declaration to his disciples. Listen to Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Verse 18 All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus is the King of the kingdom of heaven. He rules from heaven, and He rules over heaven and earth. So you and I could announce Jesus' message something like this. I bring good news, great news. There's been a change in government. We now have a perfect ruler. But this new ruler doesn't rule from earth. He rules from heaven. And he rules over all heaven and all earth. So that means that he rules over you and I. He is a king and his name is king jesus what that means is that we need to change our thinking radically we are now under new rule our new king commands our obedience we used to live as if we were in charge of our lives or as if some human ruler was in charge but now we have higher orders we need to come under the rule of the heavenly king king jesus As the message of King Jesus was proclaimed to other nations, the people needed to know a little more. They needed to know who Jesus is and and, and what he had done for them. It appears that the message began to get a little confused in some places. So in one of his letters, Paul the Apostle clarified the good news about Jesus. We find this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 1 to 6. that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than five hundred of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Here's a paraphrase. For those of you who don't know what happened, here are the key facts. Jesus died for our sins, as was foretold by the Jewish prophets recorded in the Old Testament. Jesus was buried, but then he rose from the dead, as was foretold by those same prophets. And Jesus proved his resurrection by appearing many times to many people. This is not fake news. You can verify this. From many living witnesses. In, in terms of the prophecies, my favourite example of the prophecies that Paul referred to is Isaiah chapter fifty-three. This this describes the crucifixion of Jesus and its purpose. And here are just three verses from this prophecy. I'm going to read Isaiah chapter fifty-three, verses five, six, and eleven. This was written roughly 700 years before the event. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, many, my righteous servant will justify many and he will bear their iniquities. So here is our message, the good news about Jesus. Jewish prophets foretold the coming of a new king who would be Saviour of all. He would die to pay the penalty for our sins and then rise from the dead. This King and Saviour is Jesus. His death and His resurrection are well documented and witnessed by many. Jesus is now the King of Heaven. From Heaven He now rules over all. God has put in place a new government and he calls everyone to come under the rule of King Jesus. We have to respond to this message. And God's required response is for us to stop trying to rule ourselves and come under the rule of Jesus. Now, some of us, maybe you hear this, we want to hear more. Is this the whole story? Absolutely not. These are the headlines. There is much more to be told. But this is the essence of the message. This is what we must communicate if we are to send the correct message. Now we have a little bit of time, so let me just quickly share one wonderful detail. Found in John chapter 3 verses 16 and 17. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. God did all of this because he loves us. He loves you. That is great news. God didn't have to do this, but he did. He did this because he wants his creation to know him, to be reconciled to him. God made mankind to be like him, to enjoy a close relationship with him. But we rebelled against his rule, choosing to live life our own way. And this separated us from God. But it did not stop God's love. In love, God sent Jesus as our rescuer to reconcile us. Friends, this is our message. We proclaim the good news of Jesus. Although we rebelled against him, God loves us and offers us reconciliation. Jesus is the Savior and King who we need and who God promised Jesus now calls us to come under his rule to enter into the glorious kingdom of heaven to live a new life, reconcile to God. Let's do this.